0: Today on CityCast Philly, it's the Friday News Roundup. District Attorney Larry Krasner got impeached. Civilians will soon replace cops with public safety issues. And we're talking about places where you can volunteer or get a free Thanksgiving meal around the city. It's Friday, November 18th, 2022. I'm Trinae Noree, and this is City Cast CityCast Philly. It's been a busy week, y'all. Four Philly Starbucks stores that unionized are on strike. The Democrats seem to have taken control in Pennsylvania at the State House. But today we're going to dive in and discuss a couple other big stories from this week. I've got lead producer Xandra McMahon here with me today. Hey. Hey. And producer Abby Fritz. Hey, Abby. Hi, Tarnay. So let's start with this really, I guess it's not surprising, um, the impeachment of Larry Krasner. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: know. We've kind of been anticipating this for months now. Um, So we had Denise Clay Murray, our political contributor, on a couple months ago talking about this. But yeah, Abby,
2: what was your reaction to this news? I wasn't surprised, but I thought they would they would give it a beat before going from all the election stuff to just deciding to to impeach him entirely. So, right. yeah, it's a lot going on in Pennsylvania as always. That was the thing, though, is like, I think that the Republicans were racing
1: against the clock because the legislative session was ending and they were like, well, this might be our only chance to do this, especially if the Democrats take control. And as Trine just mentioned, it's looking like
2: they will take control mm-hmm. next session, which is really interesting. Yeah, that is true. Um, I, I I was also thinking though that they might not want to piss anyone off. If if there's going to be a <laughs> yeah. switching of the hands, they might be like, Well, I'm gonna have to work with these people, so maybe I should wait and see who I'm pissing off first.
0: Right, and it's still a long process though. Um the house has to make another decision and if the state house flips into Democratic control, which a lot of House Democrats believe that that is likely. Maybe this won't uh, go through. So we'll see. We'll have to see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I know that there needs to be like a trial held in the Senate eventually. And like Mm -hmm. they would need a two thirds vote to actually remove him from office. And I think that's the part where like. Political experts are, you know, saying, mm-hmm. you know, this is it's very unlikely. And we saw this happen on the national level, too. Right. They impeached former President Donald Trump. Um, but then I don't think anything ever really happened with the trial because it's like really hard to actually get that kind of stuff across the finish line. And Krasner has said this whole time that it's just like been a a, a political stunt, um, mm-hmm. you know, to embarrass
2: him and, and cause all this like uh, chaos. But I don't know. And it's interesting, too, like the things that they are claiming he did, no one has said that he did anything illegal and they don't have any evidence they're bringing to the table of like illegality. They're just saying things like staff oversight and um, they pointed to his bail request policies and like not notifying victims of crimes on particular matters. Um, And then obviously the big thing that they're talking about is how he failed to prosecute various minor crimes. And I think, too, also the obstruction of the investigation into his office was another one.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, too, it's like so hard to prove because the Republicans like kind of like overarching claim is that, you know, Krasner's progressive policies have led to this rise in gun violence or rise in violent crime in Philly. And it's like, how do you prove that, though? Like what evidence would they be able to point to to be like, yes, this policy is in direct relation to a rise in gun violence. And when Denise Clay Murray was on our show a couple months ago, you know, she pointed out, like, we've seen these rise in, like, violent crime, like, across the country. Like, this is not just a Philadelphia problem. This is not a Larry Krasner Um, Mm -hmm. only like issue (laughs) so yeah I think that's kind of always been his his like defense too is like can you really say that this is all on me when like we're seeing it in other cities too right Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, I mean going back to the like we've been we've been talking about the story for months but the most recent development this week was that the house like did vote to officially impeach Krasner uh, Mm -hmm. and it pretty much fell on party lines um, which again like not a huge surprise and probably why the Republicans were trying to rush this through because they knew if the House flipped, they probably wouldn't have the, enough votes to impeach him next session. But I think what just like really surprised me is, and the Enquirer pointed this out in their coverage, is like something like this hasn't happened in like thirty years, like where uh, the state house or um, the state government body has like tried to impeach someone. But um, and and they also said that this has only happened a handful of times in like the last 300 years. And I don't know, did you all read anywhere if like someone has ever officially been removed from office? Because again, like impeaching someone is very different from actually like kicking that person out of their job.
2: Yeah, I was reading a CBS article about this and there was two people who have been removed from office in Pennsylvania and they're both judges Mm. um one was in 1811 so a very long time ago and then the last one the second one was in 1994 and it was a state supreme court justice so never a da
1: never a da okay so yeah i mean this is very historic what we're seeing i think the thing that bugs me though and denise made this point too is just that this is kind of pennsylvania's like the state legislature's way of of trying to kind of Override what the voters in Philadelphia said a couple years ago when when Krasner was elected because I know he was elected with like an overwhelming majority of the vote like mm-hmm. people in Philadelphia really wanted him to be the district attorney and so now that this like Pennsylvania state house is coming down and saying like actually no we're going to remove him and it doesn't matter how
2: you voted I think that's the thing that bugs me the most about this story and not only was he elected he was also re-elected so he's yes. been voted on twice. <laughs> <laughs> The people of Philly have spoken twice. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: Another story that stood out this week was the announcement that civilians would replace some Philly police officers with certain tasks. Um, yeah, this is wild to me. I, I see what they're doing with this initiative. Definitely putting more police officers on the streets to handle some of the more serious crimes, um, violence issues in the city. But yeah, so they're going to have civilian public safety officers focus on things like traffic tickets. And the list of other assignments were firearms examiner, document and digital evidence examiners. People would be working in in the crime scene unit, there's other duties like mail delivery duties, graphics and audio visual visual duties, and body worn camera technicians.
1: Hmm. Oh, okay. So maybe like those are the people who like make sure the body cameras are like functioning properly. <laughs> I don't know or if like if they're if they're glitching. Like they're, those are the technicians. I mean, it's interesting because it said. um the Inquirer coverage of this, like mentioned this UPenn study that was done in 2020 that showed that 900 positions at the police department could be held by civilians. Interesting. So, wow. yeah, I know. So it's like, well, yeah, maybe this change makes sense, especially if they're doing like desk work. Like, why do we need sworn police officers to be doing desk work? The traffic ticketing thing is really interesting to me because I'm like, okay, It already kind of feels like police aren't focusing too much on traffic control when you drive out there on Philly streets, if we're being honest. So I'm like wondering, I'm like, okay, are we going to see people getting pulled over more or is it going to be less of a free for all out there on the roads?
0: (laughs) Yeah, but the the crime investigators or having people being active in some in, in firearms examiners, uh, I mean, obviously, there's going to be training, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't yeah. think it's going to be like, hey, Joe Schmo, come here and uh, do this thing <laughs> for us. But, yeah, maybe this inspires people, too, to want to give, get more active in their communities. And maybe mm-hmm. we might see a difference here. I don't know. Oh, yeah.
2: I I think I also read, too, that there's less restrictions, like, for people who maybe wanted to become a police officer but couldn't because of certain, you know, I don't know exactly the restrictions. But maybe there's, like, you know, oh, you have to do certain physical things Mm -hmm. or, you know, you have convictions in the past or whatever it is. I'm not sure what these new qualifications will be, but there it's going to be lesser for these citizen officers. Oh, I think it's also really important to mention that these new public safety
1: officers will be unarmed. Like they're not going to give civilians guns, which was like my first thought. I was just like, wait, okay. Okay. Unarmed. Cool. Yeah. yeah, No, 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 no. I I knew that much. (laughs) (laughs) It took me a second to catch up today. I was like, I was like doing, I was like, wait, would would they arm these people? Okay. No, that's a given. (laughs) So I guess city council president Daryl Clark said that he was hoping the first class of these of about like 30 officers would start work at the beginning of, of next year of 2023. So I think a lot of this is coming from serious staffing issues in the police department you know you've been seeing reports for a while that there's just like not enough people filling those jobs and there's a lot of vacancies because part of this deal so like the fraternal order of police which is like the union that represents the police department they were basically they made this negotiation with city council like okay we you can hire public safety officers um but then part of that deal was they're also giving retention bonuses for officers who are staying on the force. It's $1,700 per retention bonus and then a $2,000 hiring bonus for any new recruits. So it was just interesting to me that like they're just like throwing all this stuff at the wall to see like, how do we fill these vacancies? Um, you know, is it like money? Is it redefining what these roles look like and who we can hire? Um, yeah, I just thought that was really interesting.
2: Yeah, no one wants to be a police officer. <laughs> I know.
0: I mean, you know, it's a pretty tough job. And especially, you know, in our city where, you know, a lot of violence around guns. It's just, it, it's scary. But on a much lighter note, to get everyone in the holiday spirits, let's talk about Thanksgiving. I know that's next week. Do any of you have any Thanksgiving traditions that you share among your friends and families? I'm trying to think if my family
2: does anything unique. I don't I don't think so. I think we just cook a lot and eat a lot, which is, you know, what a lot of people do on Thanksgiving. (laughs) So I don't know. (laughs) But my family loves cooking. My dad is always like the, the big cook. We're like, Baking bread and brining turkeys and and doing all the stuff. Um, I'm usually on dessert duty. So, Do you have like a specialty that you do? I I have done a lemon meringue before. It was really hard, but I love making pies. But I think my favorite thing to make is spice cakes. Any type of like heavily spiced cake I'm into, like grinding the cardamom pods and doing all that stuff. I, I love doing like the little things with cooking to make it. A lot more flavorful, but yeah.
0: Hmm. Awesome. What about for you, Um.
2: Yeah, I mean, similar to Abby, my
1: family doesn't have any like super special traditions. (laughs) We're about to talk about like how to like give back to your community, you know, this Thanksgiving. And so I think now that my girlfriend and I have moved to Philly and maybe you know this is a good time to start new traditions because we're not going anywhere we're not traveling we're not we're just gonna like keep it really low key for Thanksgiving so maybe we'll try one of these like cool things where you can get out involved in your community because it's like something I've always wanted to do but never done and I don't know why maybe it's just because like I've just been like intimidated to like get started but yes I'm excited for this segment Oh
0: yeah don't be intimidated so my friends and I we started randomly started a tradition of getting up early on Thanksgiving morning and hitting up our local churches and community organizations. We pick a different one every year. In the past, we've gone to Bright Hope, Hmm. which is a church right on Temple University's campus. Um, Yeah, one year we did the Arms of Alpha Thanksgiving Day service event, and that's at the Columbia North YMCA on Broad Street. And that one is unique too, because not only do uh, folks get dinner, dessert, but also there is a community clothing drive as well. So a lot of the historically black sororities and fraternities volunteer there. Um, so you just make friends and you, you know, <laughs> find out, you know, who's in your neighborhood. So it's 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 a really cool thing to do.
1: That's awesome. Oh that's awesome.
0: Abby, what's going on in South Philly? I feel like
2: there's like probably good stuff. Because I've heard of like some organizations down there. Yeah, I mean, honestly, most of my volunteering has been with the Ronald McDonald House. It's just a charity that's near and dear to my family's heart. But they, around the holidays, need a lot of help. Because, I mean, if people don't know what the Ronald McDonald House is, it's a place for families with very sick children or even sometimes terminally ill children to live in proximity to hospitals Mm. Uh, so it's you know it's sometimes it's hard if if you need to be going to the hospital every day for you know various things so it allows people to kind of have living communities that are close to hospitals with kitchens and all this stuff Uh, but around the holidays i know they need a lot more help because there's a lot of donations coming in and um, people need to desk at the front there's a tons of stuff and there's even two if you want to do things you know year-round they need like maintenance people for the houses and uh more skilled like technicians and stuff to volunteer and help out so yeah i love cooking i love making food for people and especially if you know how to make large amounts of food for large amounts of people it's like a huge skill and it's very needed at places like the ronald mcdonald house especially around the holidays so
0: very cool that's neat Another one that I found in my research is an organization called Operation Turkey. And at first I was like, what? What are they doing? (laughs) And this happens in the King Sessing neighborhood, which is in West, like Southwest Philly. And it's at the Commonplace. And what they do is the night before Thanksgiving, they have this thing called the Philadelphia Turkey Tailgate. And that happens from 6 to 8 p.m. And basically, that's where you do some of the prep work for the meal giving that they're gonna be doing on Thursday. And then, you know, obviously the big day from 8 to 12, they are giving out prepared packaged meals and they deliver it to people experiencing homelessness and folks who are a little bit less fortunate. That's
1: cool. When I was like doing some research, I think the big one in in Philly and in Center City is, um, well, it's called Philly House now, but it was formerly Sunday Breakfast Rescue Mission. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So and I guess this like on their website, they say that they're the second oldest homeless shelter in the country, which is mind blowing to me, but also it's Philadelphia. So that tracks. I I know that they they serve free meals on Thanksgiving and you can sign up to help and they they have a lot of volunteer slots. Last time I checked, they actually did still have some open slots for next Thursday, so I'm thinking about maybe trying that out, but I know that because they're like one of the
0: bigger ones in town, they fill up fast. Oh, and we we have to mention, we have to mes- mention this. Philly Chicken Man, oh gosh, I love this story <laughs> of the week. He tweeted about this community organization called South Community Fridge, which They have several community fridges in the neighborhood and, you know, folks can put food in there and people can just open it and grab it. Mm -hmm. There's another one similar to like this um, called Mama T's fridge. I love these community fridges, but essentially Philly Chicken Man, he tweeted that this organization um, was looking for some donations. And so there was a Billy Penn article and it said that because of Philly Chicken Man's tweet... South Community Fridge was able to receive one of their largest donations in one day of like over $1,000. Wow. Go Chicken Man.
2: Yeah, shout out to Philly Chicken Man for that. Yeah. Yeah, the Chicken Man pulling through again. Put him on a Thanksgiving float. Put him on a
1: parade float.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, put him on the float. I think that is such a great use of your new, you know, new fame, your new platform, promoting a local organization. And he said that um, in the article, in the Billy Penn article, it also said that, um, you know, he wanted to put more awareness on food insecurity in the city. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a great thing. That's incredible. Yeah. A lot of feel good stuff in the city. City of brotherly love. Hope the vibes keep going. Yeah. Happy Happy early
1: Thanksgiving, Philly. Happy early we, Thanksgiving. We yes. won't be putting out shows next Thursday and Friday. So hope you don't miss us too much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Lead producer, Xandra McMahon, and producer, Abby Fritz. Thanks, as always, for chatting with me about the news. Thank you. Thanks, Trina. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. Super thanks again to our lead producer, Alexandra McMahon, our producer, Abby Fritz, and our newsletter editor, Brittany Valentine. I'm your host, Trenae Nuri. Music is by Philly's own Interminable. If you enjoyed any of the shows from this week, share a link with a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Make sure you sign up for a volunteer effort. We'll be back Monday morning with more news from around the city. Bye.